There are a lot of things that matter to me. Family, community, culture, and peace of mind. Hi, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and when balancing life, I have to say nothing brings more comfort than having support. And when it comes to ensuring those things that matter to you the most, State Farm offers the support with an agent available in person or on the phone to discuss your coverage options. Support when you need it, however you choose. That's State Farm's way. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Warning. This episode contains scenes of graphic violence that may be too explicit for some of our more sensitive listeners. Captain Coral was back in Medellin, terrified for his life. Just a few months earlier, he had been part of the search block, the special operation that was responsible for ending the life of cartel boss Pablo Escobar. And now, Captain Coral was back in the city where many of Escobar's people were still around, eager for revenge. The evening of April 21, 1994, was a warm one. At about 9 p.m., the Coral family, still living in Ibagué, spoke with the captain on the phone, as was their daily ritual. Here's Beto Coral, his son. Mi mamá lo llama. My mom called him. First he talked to all of us. Then he talked to my mom for 15 minutes. Then she handed me the phone. I passed it to my sister. And then finally he talked to me. I remember that conversation very well. It was at a public phone near the house. He finished talking to me and then talked to my mom again to say goodnight. He told my mom that he was going to sleep. However, that's not what happened. Captain Coral went out with a female police colleague and another couple of friends. He receives a call from a woman and he picks her up. They end up at a place called El Chocolo. They eat, they drink, and around 1.30 a.m., my dad tells the lady that he has to get up early tomorrow. Captain Coral was scheduled for outpatient surgery the next day. He takes the woman home. When they arrive at her house, there's a Mazda taxi behind them. The taxi shines their high beams. It seems strange to him. Some people get out from the Mazda. And all of a sudden, there are three suspects cornering my dad at gunpoint. They get her and my dad out of the vehicle, force him into the backseat and drive off as if they were kidnapping him. Imagine the scene, two police officers, one of them with elite training, being kidnapped by three strangers, 
in the middle of the night. Even though neither of the cops were working that night, both were carrying weapons. One of the assailants takes the wheel, driving off with my dad in the car. The woman was never moved from where she was, and my dad was taken in his own vehicle with the taxi following them. Captain Coral and his companion did not have time to draw their weapons. Solamente transcurrieron dos cuadras. They only went two blocks. It wasn't far, if anything. It was two minutes that they spent with him in the back of the vehicle. Meanwhile, two assailants had him at gunpoint on either side. They did not speak at the time. Then my dad asks them what they want, and they tell him that they want money. Assaults like this, in which armed people robbed ordinary citizens, were frequent in Medellín. They take my father out of the vehicle, they force him to kneel. And then they shoot him in the head three times. Quickly, the three suspects involved in the murder got back into their Mazda taxi, where two other guys were waiting for them. They drove away, vanishing into thin air. They left Captain Coral lying on the ground, in desperate need of medical help. But the woman who was with him didn't know how to drive, so she began asking neighbors for help. Then in my father's car, a man, a neighbor, took my father to the San Jose Hospital from Medellin. And then the doctor on duty arrived and reported that my father had arrived without vital signs and officially declared my father's death. This is Transportista. Who murdered Captain Coral? Episode 2, The Mysterious Woman. That night in 1994 changed Beto's life forever. He was only eight years old at the time and had limited understanding as to what had happened. The details he shared with us were found in a judicial file to which he had access years later. But as Beto was growing up and learning more about that night, he became increasingly skeptical of the official version of his father's death. He was certain there was more to what the authorities claimed. De esta historia se desprenden there were at least 30 lies and inconsistencies that emerged from this story. I don't know if you want me to tell you what really happened. The origin of these lies and inconsistencies dates back to the time when Captain Coral was part of the search block, the elite unit that ended the life of Pablo Escobar. After the mission, Coral was still a policeman, but no longer with the search block. The search block had been transferred to Cali, Colombia, with a new mission, to dismantle the cartel in that city. Cali was increasingly violent, with over 860 murders in the first five months of 1994. At one point, the Cali cartel controlled over 80% of the global cocaine supply. It was something he told me. He told me that most of the people who served the search block were going to be taken out of the country to another country. They would have to take some courses if they were going to be transferred but they were not going to stay in Medellin. They were being removed and some began to leave. This is Luzmeri Garrido, 
widow of Captain Humberto Corral and Beto's mother. When I visited her in Ibagué, she made it clear to me how difficult it was to have a family with a high-ranking police officer. His work made everything complicated, even something as simple as living together. Esperando para formar una familia. Waiting to start a family, a proper family, not a gypsy family. Because we were like gypsies, moving from town to town, from city to city, run, run, go here, go there. But there was a promise there of not separating, of staying together. Whatever the circumstances, we'd be together. Captain Coral was not moved out of Medellin when the search bloc finished their mission in that city, despite his requests to be transferred. Instead, he was given some vacation time. But this vacation was cut short. When only four days after he arrived in Ibagué, Captain Coral received a call from his superiors that baffled everyone. While we were here in Ibagué, they called him and told him that he had to return to Medellin quickly. Captain Coral had a plan, and staying in Medellin was not an option. He told us that the plan was to get transferred out of Medellin as soon as possible. He told me that he had requested a transfer from Medellin. His idea was to continue his work as a police officer over in Barranquilla, the city where he was born. But above all, it was the city where his mother lived, from whom he was almost inseparable. He told me that he was replacing an officer who left on leave. How was he that replacement? That was in March. I went with the children to see him off at the airport here in Ibagui. It was the last time we saw him. When he returned to Medellin, Captain Coral called his family frequently. There were no telephones in the houses either. You had to go to a public phone. We always had the exact time to go, and we agreed to talk at the time. That's when Beto had that last phone call with his father that he mentioned in the beginning. El 21 de abril, hablamos con él. On April 21st, we spoke to him by phone. He talked to our son, he talked to our daughter, he talked to me again. I don't know. We put countless coins in that phone. We talked a long time. He said that we were finally going to live like a real family. Because the 10 years that I spent with him since I met him were 10 years of coming and going. He said, I'm going to bed. I'm already in my pajamas. I'm going to bed. On April 22, 1994, the murder of Captain Coral was on the news, which Beto and his family watched with horror. For the media, this was yet another example of the typical violence in Colombia, just another policeman killed in the streets of Medellin. Pablo Escobar paid thousands of dollars to mercenaries for every police officer they killed. This resulted in over 500 police officers killed just for the money. That's why the assassination of Captain Coral did not provoke much coverage by the media. And the same thing happened with police and prosecutor's office, who didn't do a thorough investigation. Captain Coral was just one more victim in a swath of murders. Maybe it had been a robbery attempt. Maybe not. But they decided to accept that version of events. But there's something to remember. That fateful night when Captain Coral was killed, he wasn't alone. He was with a colleague from the police department, a woman. Her name, Luzmari Arboleda Maso. 
Supuestamente, él recibió una llamada de la mujer con que iba la policía y le dijo que... Supposedly, he received a call from the woman and she told him that she needed to talk to him. They didn't even get to drink alcohol. He couldn't drink that night because the next day he had surgery scheduled. The next day, Luz Mary Garrido, Captain Coral's partner, woke up to take Beto and his sister to school. On her way home, she saw a friend waiting for her at her doorstep. That friend was the wife of a police coronel, one of Captain Coral's superiors. The lady gave Luz Mary a hug and they went up to the apartment. As they entered, the intercom started buzzing. Luz Mary's mother and aunt had arrived at the building as well. I told them to come up, and the colonel's wife didn't dare tell me anything. And I said, what happened? And my aunt tells me, last night they discharged Coral. Like that, they discharged him. More after the break. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was booted! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jean, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man, Marie's a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Wark, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there.
Humberto Corral's funeral was the day after his murder at the Carlos Holguín Police School in Medellín. Friends, family, and colleagues gathered together to honor and remember him. Many wondered about the whereabouts of that mysterious woman who was with him in the car when he was killed. The funeral is well remembered by family friend and lawyer Teresa Cifuentes. And one thing that caught my attention was her presence. They told me that the lady who was there was the one who was with him all day, the one that was in the car with him that night. Among those attending the funeral was Luz Maria Arboleda Maso, the policewoman with whom Captain Corral was with the night he was murdered. Teresa saw her at the wake. When I went to approach her, the lady left. She disappeared. And what did you want to ask, or what were you trying to do? In other words, I think the first thought one has when people die is to ask how, why, what happened. That was what I wanted to ask her, but it did not happen. I did not have the chance. After the wake in Medellín, they transferred Captain Corral's body to bury him where he had grown up, Barranquilla. Meanwhile, Teresa could not stop thinking about Captain Corral's death, and as she continued to investigate on her own, she encountered another setback in her search to find the truth. The day of the funeral, I asked them to show me the car. The police told me no, that they had already sent it to be washed. They said that there was nothing to look at there because there was nothing to begin with, I told them. But it's like, if there is evidence, why are you going to clean the car? How can you have already washed a car? And that was not the only question left unanswered. Teresa Cifuentes, Luz Mary, the widow, and eventually Beto, all wondered the same thing. How had it been so easy for criminals to rob two policemen? Even if they weren't working, they were armed. Something wasn't getting up. And it wasn't just the Corral family wondering if there was something else to the story. The media also began to present their own version of events many of which contradicted the official version presented by the police. Then the media came out to say Captain Humberto Corral was assassinated by members of the Medellin cartel. Later, in another interview, General Félix Gallardo said, No, Beto, Humberto Corral was killed. It really was amazing. Jorge Lesmes, the reporter for Semana magazine, who we heard from in the previous episode, investigated the murder of Humberto Corral. He wrote a story that was published shortly after his death. And over time, you realize that Corral's death does not fit that theory that the police initially had, that he had unfinished business with the same organizations that had remained in Medellín. Medellín was very dismantled. That is, the Medellín cartel, which was headed by Pablo Escobar. After Escobar's death, the Medellín cartel had been weakened and, according to Jorge, seemed unlikely that they would go after Corral at this point. Control of drug trafficking remained in the hands of the Cali and the North Valley cartels, and that the North Valley began to become a very strong and very violent organization. And given the inconsistencies of the theories around the murder of Captain Corral, suspicions began to arise. 
The theory of the robbery of two armed policemen was hard to believe. If it was a robbery, why did they not take the car or the money? On the other hand, the Medellin cartel was no longer half as powerful as it had been when Escobar was in charge. What would motivate them to kill Captain Corral? Lesmes and other colleagues considered a third hypothesis. We opened that door, that window where we said that inside the search block there were very strong issues of corruption. Later, we did a series of investigations uncovering several stories of corruption inside what had been the search block. While Lesmes and other journalists in Colombia began to suspect corruption within the search block, other rumors started swirling around, some of which were heard by the Coral family. The rumor in Barranquilla when they were burying my father was that he was with a woman, and the rumor was that the woman had given him up and sold him to the mafia. But the time went by, and that rumor remained just that, a rumor. Since it had no relation to the official line of investigation, nor any apparent connection with the corruption within the search block, Beto forgot about it. Luego, como al año, mi abuela... Then about a year later, my grandmother was talking to my mom and said she heard that the lady had been killed. This new rumor came from an official source. A police coronel informed the family that Luz Maria Arboleda Maso, who was with Captain Coral that night, was killed. And not only that, they had recovered Coral's gun. And that Mazda taxi, turns out it was a stolen vehicle. Encuentran el carro. They found the car, but did not find the assailants. What a coincidence. As Beto grew older, he became more and more obsessed with that night in April 1994 and started to investigate all the details. It was as if the police genes had been passed down to him. He did not believe the official version, and he was not going to rest until he found the truth. When I was 15, 16 years old, I began to wonder about the facts. They scolded me for being reckless and rash. At 18 years old, I started looking for answers anyway. They accused me of being crazy. They told me no more, no more, let go of the obsession. Almost 30 years after his father's death, this obsession continues to haunt Beto. More after the break. As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey, everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama. And when reflecting on what matters most, I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. State Farm is also a big supporter of My Cultura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling 
is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, we'll board it! Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene. I've last hour on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Finally, after all the years Beto had been spent pursuing justice on behalf of his father, there was a definitive moment where everything changed. There's one specific lie by the authorities that Beto has not been able to forget one that made his desire to investigate, to find justice, increase even more. When Beto turned 18, he had to do compulsory military service, as was the law in Colombia through 2022. While there, he met a police officer who shared something with him about Luz Maria Arboleda Mazo, the policewoman who was with his father the night he was murdered. A police officer told me that the lady was alive, they never killed her, but I didn't pay attention to it. What the police officer told him was too far-fetched. How could the police lie about something so serious, something so important to the Coral family? After all, it had been the authorities who had informed that Luz Maria Arboleda Maso was dead. And so, years passed, with Beto ruling out the possibility of Luz Mari being alive. Until one day, when he was 25, 16 years after his father's death. I'm talking to another very, very trustworthy person. I tell him my story and he says, what was the lady's name? Luz Maria Arboleda. And he says, I know the lady and the lady is alive. Look it up. So I started looking on social media by myself. There was no investigator helping me, nothing. I looked for the lady and actually found her. She was on Facebook as Luz Maria Arboleda Maso. She had a lot of pictures of herself, many of which I managed to save. And I take the photos. 
and go to my mom's and tell her, Mom, look, this lady is Luz Maria Arboleda Maso. She tells me she don't know because she never met her. Beto, now an adult, did not sit idly by. He began to investigate. Y por eso decidí um, volver al expediente, sacar sus datos. And so I decided to go back to the file, get all her data, ID number, license plate number. First, I went to the page of the registry in Colombia. It is not difficult to determine if a person is alive or dead with their identification number through the Internet. She didn't show up dead. In front of his computer, doing the research himself, he watched this lie come crashing down. Beto couldn't believe it. No one from his family or people close to his dad knew about this. The police had told them that Luz Mary Arboleda was killed and everyone believed it. Her being alive gave him hope of finally finding answers to all those questions that had haunted him for so long. I asked a police friend to check the police license number and they informed me that the lady was a pensioner. The only thing now was to determine where in the world was she. Next week on Transportista, Who Killed Captain Coral, we will follow Beto's investigation and review the professional career and life of Humberto Coral. Entonces, Coral is... So Coral is a victim of what had happened. Coral is a victim of the appearance of drug trafficking in the pursuit of Escobar, of the internal corruption that existed within him within the block, the search for the complaints that he had made internally to his superiors, of what had happened in the search block. And he was one of the people who was asking for an internal investigation, because, although Escobar had been persecuted, not everything was worth it, that there were principles and duties being ignored by the authorities. And the answer is that they killed him. They murdered him. That is the great sadness of one of the most promising officers that the police had at that time. Transportista, Who Murdered Captain Coral, is a production of Exile Content Studio and Detective, in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network and is hosted by me, Álvaro Céspedes. Production by Diego Olivares Jiménez and Álvaro Céspedes, with the help of Sabine Jansen, Andrea Ceballos, and Ana Isabel Octavio. Written by Álvaro Céspedes. Edited by Carmen Graterol. Fact-checking by Desiree Yepes. Executive producers are Carmen Graterol, Rose Reed, Isaac Lee, and Diego Enrique Osorno. Sound design by Hugo Mendoza, Pachi Quiñones, and Gonzalo Messi. Original music by Sebastián León. Thanks to the voice actors who contributed in this episode. Beto Coral is Horacio Mancilla. Luz Mary Garrido is Rose Reed. Jorge Lesmes is Héctor Villagómez. Rodrigo Martínez is Gerardo Villagómez. Teresa Cifuentes is Carmen Graterol. Daniel Batista oversees audio at Exile Content Studio. Our executive producers at iHeart are Giselle Vances and Arlene Santana. Research by Meño Larios and Emma Friedland. Production supervision by Julio González. Created by Diego Enrique Sor. For more podcasts, go to the iHeart Radio app or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What the world needs now is positivity. Connecting, relating, and being human together is where it's at. Hi there, Honey German 
and I know life happens, but trust, you got this. And State Farm got us. It feels good knowing that State Farm agents are there to help you choose the right coverage with great support 24-7. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.